Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. And I'm Grace Duffy. And this is the show that brings you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media and beyond. And today we're talking about the beyond. That's right. And today, Mitch Jackson, the Metaverse lawyer, joins us to discuss his new book, The Metaverse Handbook, and to give his insights into what is the metaverse that we're talking about. So how can businesses prepare for it? We'll get his thoughts on how the metaverse will shape the future of business and culture as we know it. And because he is a lawyer, uh, we're going to get his advice on protecting yourself and your interests and your brand in this new immersive, boundless world called the metaverse. Mitch, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great, Jeff. It's good to be here. Hi, Grace. It's nice to meet you. And this is an exciting topic. We have a lot to talk about. Look, I want everyone to know I'm usually, you know, ready, dressed to kill in court. I just got <laughs> off my I just got off my board down at Dana Point, California, paddled around the island, just made it back in time. So it's good to be here. So excuse the casual attire as well. Oh, we're all great. wearing sweats oh down God. there. We get, right. We're still, you know, we're on. Oh, you don't have to, yeah, we just have to. It's- it's a Friday. It's a fun Friday right. Right. conversation. Well, if the if the salt and the and the, and the uh, sand rubs off on everybody in real life, uh, I apologize ahead of time. <laughs> it's no we problem. Don't we don't. So, we could use probably some sand and some salt. <laughs> that's right. It's kind of dreary here in Texas. But uh, if you don't know who Mitch Jackson is, you really should because he is an award winning trial lawyer. He en- uh, enjoys applying his thirty five years of practicing law to help and add value to consumers and clients who are doing the digital dance at the intersection of law, business, and technology, including the metaverse and Web three. He is the co-founder and CEO of Maneuver VR, which that's a fun name, Maneuver, and Metaverse, a Web3 consulting agency. He's author of the Metaverse Handbook, which we're going to be talking about today. It's about how to create, market, and sell in the virtual world. And the ultimate guide to social media for business owners, professionals, and entrepreneurs. So this is amazing. So excited. It's good to be here. I, I'm excited to not be in court this morning. I'm excited to be on this live video show and audio show with you. And hopefully we can uh, help people give themselves permission to dip their toe in the uh, digital sandbox that's called the metaverse and start exploring all of the interesting, amazing and exciting opportunities, I think, that are ahead for all of us. So I'm glad to be here. And Absolutely, yeah. Mitch. We're so excited to have you here. So for all the discussion, we're going to jump right in because there's so much Let's to talk it. about. With It is a boundless immersive space after all. So for all the discussion that we've been seeing about the metaverse, many people are still uncertain about it. They're not sure, even as we've talked about it in, in the promotion of this show, people are like, oh, no, I don't know. I, I don't know about it. Right. So everything we've read and seen about it really talks about in terms of the possibilities, keywords, possibilities. So we invited you here today, of course, to break down what should we be knowing about it? What should we know about it? And what is its principal application? Is there even one at this particular moment? Or are we still focused on the possibilities? So before we jump into how to talk about the metaverse, um, how the metaverse is shaping business and culture, let's start with what is the metaverse, Mitch? Tell us about it. 
What is the it? metaphor? It's so much more than a possibility right now. It's a reality. We're already in there. A lot of friends of mine, a lot of clients, we've already got digital virtual office spaces. It's a new digital welcome mat that we offer our clients in any company, any business can do the same thing. Instead of a, a snail mail or maybe an email or a text, we offer the opportunity for clients to meet us in a virtual world. So the metaverse, as I define it, is simply a virtual or digital extension of who we are, both personally and professionally, whether it's the office layout in a virtual uh, office room or boardroom, whether it's the type of avatars that we bring into the metaverse space, whether it's my face using a webcam, a camera, or uploading a photo from our hard drive, and AI linking that image to an avatar body, it feels, Jeff and Grace, as though the three of us are in the same room, having conversations, looking at photographs, watching videos, handling 3D objects that might be, in my case, uh, the subject matter of a, of a particular type of law case, litigation or trial. It's a new way for all of us to connect, to interact, to provide that new exemplary client experience that has never been available in the history of our planet uh, in the past. I was telling you before we went live, what I see happening is I see the metaverse. When we say metaverse, we're not talking about the matrix or one single massive metaverse. We're really talking about microverses. We're talking about just digital experiences in VR that a company can set up or a group of people can set up to do the things that we're going to be talking about today. I'll bring up and share with your audience three or four of my favorite metaverse sites that I think are really, really powerful. They're as easy to use as Ecamm or any other platform where you can send a link out, click and bring a client in or bring an audience in and really create a new type of experience. But I think the metaverse, this type of technology is going to have a greater impact on society, on civilization, on how we communicate as human beings more so than the printing press, which was invented back in the 14, 1400s, okay? This is going to have as great an impact on society as electricity, as mm. the internet as we know it. This is not an app. This is not a new platform. It's a new concept. When you look at, and I'm wrapping this up because I know as a lawyer, I like to talk a lot, but this is the <laughs> foundation for the rest of the show. It's really important for people to, to kind of wrap their minds around this. Um, what's critically important is this is so much more than just an app or a platform. Because of the pandemic, because of social distancing, because of the consumer being more comfortable with remote interactions with companies and businesses and professional service organizations, the consumer expectations are they wanna be able to connect in a digital world. When you add that new factor that's never been around before, before the last two years, with 5G technology, with fast internet speed, with computer processing power that allows us to create uh, and take advantage of these 3D virtual environments, the future is here. It's already happening. When you look at uh, uh, the New York Stock Exchange that has a market cap value of around $27 trillion, actually making plans and filing IP, intellectual property, so that they can sell stocks and NFTs and do business in their own metaverse platform, that should tell you something. When you look at JP Morgan, uh, the largest bank in the United States, uh, a bank with, a, with an equity cap of about $4 trillion, when you look at JP Morgan doing the same thing, 
look, none of us need to be the sharpest knives in the drawer to realize that if companies like this are building out virtual spaces in their metaverses, maybe, maybe there's something to <laughs> this metaverse thing. So that's what I've done my whole life is I've watched what the, what the big boys and the big girls are doing in business. I pay attention to trends. I pay attention to market caps. And I'm telling everybody right now, bookmark this show, come back in 10 years and buy me lunch because I'm spot on on this issue. This is changing everything. I agree. Well, I are, we done? are we all done? Can I go now? Yeah, that, was, that, was a, that was a good foundation. For Mic what drop. We're talking about. And I'm glad you right. brought up the JP Morgan Chase. I was going to ask you about that, but I, I, it, it's worth calling out that they, they did open their first bank in the metaverse betting. And this is a quote from Forbes betting that the metaverse is a $1 trillion one trillion yearly opportunity, one trillion, and they put their they they've put their own investment into it as well. Absolutely. So, so, and also on that same note, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, Disney like hired a metaverse like director. Like Di Disney's going into it, you know that there's like like uh, Mitch was saying, there's teeth when these big boys start going in, and they know know something's going to happen. You mentioned the ease of use like with Ecamm, and I forgot to mention the, the start of the show that this show is sponsored by Ecamm, and you can find out more at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. One of the things that I have been doing is like when I watch shows, like I know Ian Anderson Gray's here, Chris Stone has the show uh, Dealcasters, that I have actually started watching inside of VR because you know Facebook Live goes inside of VR and I can watch it there. It's a lot of fun, and that's just the tip of the iceberg of the things you can do in VR, we've watched, I've watched SpaceX launches, all sorts of things. And we're going to dive into that a little bit, but I want to make sure I mentioned Ecamm because that's an easy way to go live. Even now into the, you can go live into the metaverse, just socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. And by the way, they are doing a special right now. Uh, our friend Adrian Salisbury, who has been on the show before is doing his Ecamm Live Academy. And you can find out more about that uh, by this address in the screen. It's adriansalisbury.com forward slash Ecamm dash live dash Academy. So make sure and check that out. It starts next week. So um, I wanted to talk really quick um, about, you know, we've all witnessed the dot-com boom and bust, right? We've seen these platforms like rise, uh, be declared dead, and then they come back again. So, you know, a lot of people said the same thing about VR, you know, it was nobody's going to use it. It's too expensive. I don't want to have things on my face. Uh, but we also have to balance the fear of missing out with the dread of having one more thing to do. So what's a good way, Mitch, for someone who's curious, but uncertain to learn about this metaverse and check out this kind of new experience? I think, I think the best way is to start uh, playing around with some of the platforms, free platforms like Spatial, uh, Spatial.io, S-P-A-T-I-A-L.io, or EngageVR.io, or jump over to Horizon Workrooms. Mm. Uh, these are all platforms that allow you free access, whether you're using your phone, your tablet, your, your laptop, or your desktop. To, to play around in the platforms for an improved experience, like 95% improvement, you wanna grab uh, yeah. maybe an Oculus Quest 2, they're about $300, it's a very inexpensive way uh, to really experience all the virtual reality aspects of these platforms. But I think getting your hands dirty, just diving in, having some fun, kicking the tires is the best way to really 
to really understand when you hear people say that wow factor, that wow factor of what they just experienced, that's probably the best way to start. And, you know, like anything else, the more time you put into something, I think the easier it gets. And so I want people to have fun with this process. Don't have your first important business meeting in the metaverse the first time you ever use the metaverse, right? <laughs> it's like right. anything else. And so, you know, <laughs> just get some friends together and play around with the platforms. One of the reasons I'm writing the book, Grace and Jeff, is because it's for it's for business owners, entrepreneurs, creators, professional service individuals. I don't want them to worry about coding. I don't want them to worry about technology. It's like, this is what you need to do. These are the platforms. This is the technology. Once you're in these platforms, this is how you can communicate using anchor points, working the room, bringing in vote photos and videos while you're speaking by tapping your control panel on your wrist. There's just a lot of things you can do, renting real estate, purchasing digital property, or taking advantage in spatial.io and engage VR io and I have no financial interest in either one of those companies, you can literally tap a template, hundreds of templates, and you can create a boardroom, an office space, a courtroom, a big speaking area where you can talk to literally hundreds of people in a beautiful conference setting mm -hmm. that's designed by, by just talented graphic artists for free in less than two minutes. And so I want people to really wrap their heads around around moving forward. For me, this was like back in the day when the internet first rolled around, we used to have to code in order to access the internet. This is before the browsers, and I'm showing my age right now. <laughs> when browser technology came around, it opened up the world wide web to everyone with just a couple of clicks. What we're seeing now with the technology based upon 5G, consumer expectations, inexpensive headsets, is these are the new browsers or windows into these new virtual experiences. They're here now, now's the time to get involved, and it's not complicated, it's not difficult. When you talk about virtual environments, Jeff, I watched uh, a great deal of the Winter Olympics mm. through my Oculus, uh, through the NBC application, which was free, 8K is what they were streaming at. Oh and gosh. I felt like I was standing next to the mogul run, watching the skiers come down. I, I swear I felt like there was cold ice on my face right. when they when they slid by. That's how realistic this is, everyone. You don't get that from a 2D environment. You certainly don't get that over the phone or with an email exchange. So, you know, for me, it's it's all of the above 100 X. And that's what we're talking about today. So I wanted to bring up a comment real quick from our friend Nancy, and she goes, no, Mitch, you're just showing your, your not your age, but your experience and expertise. Yes, so there, like a fine bottle we'll of wine, Nancy. Yes, hi, we'll go Nancy, it's good to see you. So the, one of the things, and your point, it's hard to, if somebody hasn't put on a headset or actually gone into VR, whatever. It's hard to explain until you do it. Um, mm -hmm. but it's, like, it's like trying. It's like trying to give somebody a haircut over the telephone. Right. It's yeah. it, until, until you do it. I mean, like I was able. I remember the first time I put one on. I did Google where you could go and and walk the. I went to, back to my hometown I grew up in and was able to walk the streets. And I it was moving. I mean, it was really, was, you know. I tried that out. Yeah. Wander. I think that app yeah. is called Wander. Yeah. It's and it really does until you experience it. You it's hard to explain. I'm a Star Wars junk uh, uh, nerd, and I'm able to fly an X-wing with uh, Rogue Squadron. I mean, it's just uh, just drives you. It's the stuff you can do is amazing. You mentioned mm -hmm. Horizon Works Rooms, and I want to talk about that. Um, uh, Peg Fitzpatrick and I we produce Guy Kawasaki's Remarkable People, which I know you you 
you are a fan of, Mitch. Love the show. Great and, show. And we got into Horizons Workroom and we're able to go to the whiteboard, you know, use our computers, share our screens. And it was really like Peg was sitting right next to me, um, yeah. which it, it's just it's re- it, it is going to be the Zoom killer eventually, in my humble opinion. But so anyway. let's let's talk. Yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Okay. So what this is, it's a free app. It's in beta right now. Mm-hmm. And you sit down at your desk, you wave your wand, which is one of these. Let me hold this up. This is one of the controllers for the Oculus, for example, across your desk and you create a virtual desk. So while I'm in this virtual office with Grace and Jeff, my keyboard's in front of me. I'm able to use my keyboard. My desktop screen is in front of me. I can make it small or large. So I can actually work like I'm sitting at my desk. I look over and Grace and Jeff are both in the Horizon Workroom's office. We can share videos, we can share photos, we can walk over to the whiteboard and interact and brainstorm. We can change the seating layout from a round table to a presentation table to a traditional office desk. We can change the office location to big city lights or maybe we're up you know, in the mountains during a snowstorm. The technology, and it's just in beta, is just blowing me away. Right. But that's what Horizon Workers, we're using it internally for mm-hmm. our in- internal mm-hmm. meetings. And then we're using Spatial.io and Engage VR for our external meetings with clients. Uh, quick story, I met a potential client in Engage VR in a conference room setting. And within 60 seconds, the client, it's a tech client, they get right. this stuff. The tech clients, Mitch, stop talking. You're our lawyer, we're hiring your firm. They were blown away by what just happened within the first 60 to 90 seconds. I haven't had that happen in 35 years of practice. Right. And wow. so that kind of that kind of tells me something. I'm not the brightest bulb in the lamp, but it's like, okay, there's something to this experience that if we share it correctly with our clients and our customers, or if we're standing on stage doing a presentation to 500 people in a virtual space, you know, that tells me that we have the ability to not only use this new technology to communicate better with people around the world, but we can also use it to build our brands. We can also use it to stand out above all the noise. We can use this technology so that we're different and unique more so than anyone else in town in the same occupation, business or profession. So I think there's a two, there are, there are multiple facets to embracing this new technology. Number one, to communicate. Number two, to build your brand unlike what others are willing to do. Yeah. I want to bring up some comments here real quick. Uh, Peg, sure. when we were in Horizon, she did do this. It's really cool. She made uh, some podcast posters for your conference room. So you can decorate your conference room yeah. in Horizons and have it like branded for your company, which is really cool. But she also asked um, how many people have the technology to hop in on the VR calls. And you can bring in other people as just a regular like webcam experience. Correct, Mitch? Absolutely. So in Horizons, it's it's an amazing technology where if you don't have a webcam, you can come in and it almost looks like you're using Ecamm, mm-hmm. the Ecamm live video uh, mm-hmm. that's positioned across your desk. In Engage or Spatial or many of the other platforms, it uh, it's the same type of interaction. So a headset improves the interactive ability, I'm gonna say by a factor of 90 to 95%, right. uh, but, but also for clients that don't have headsets, they're new or they're not 
technically, you know, motivated to go that direction. Most of them can tap uh, on their phones or access these these interactive experiences from their desktop, their laptop, or their tablet. And I think those are the platforms we want to focus on right now. I think in, mm-hmm. being inclu- inclusive and making sure that anybody that wants to attend a meeting can do so without the need for a headset. I think that's really important right now. And then as people get comfortable. Uh, we can move forward. But, you know, with all of the pluses and benefits of what we're talking about, from a legal standpoint, I also want users of the metaverse, because when we talk about the metaverse, and we talked about this before we went live, you know, we're talking about Web3. We're talking about blockchain and smart contracts. We're talking about integrating NFTs, non-fungible tokens, into everything that we're talking about. And I want people to be careful. I want people to do their due diligence. I want people to understand that with all of these benefits, with all of the exciting things, with NFTs selling for $24 million, which is one something that one crypto punk did, sold for two weeks ago, <laughs> with the good comes the bad. And people need to be careful, do your due diligence, and make sure you know who you're doing business with, make sure you have researched certain business opportunities, and certainly make sure that you're following intellectual property laws. And by that, I mean what I'm noticing, and a lot of other lawyers and friends of mine are noticing, is that content that's being shared in Web3 environments, in the metaverse, oftentimes is protected by copyright. Oftentimes, you, you know, it's intellectually protected content. So make sure that you're following the rules and regulations of your state, of your country, of the region of the world that you live in before you start pushing all of this content into these environments. What Peg just mentioned is what we're doing. When we meet with a client in a conference room, we go in a few minutes early and we'll put their logo up on a wall. We'll go ahead and take their last shiny, impressive marketing video and put it up on the video board so that when the client comes in, they're immediately impressed that we've taken the time and little secret. It only took us a couple of minutes to do this. That's cool. That's how easy it is to do. They walk yeah. into an environment where we show them that we care about their company. We care about their products. And frankly, I think 90% of the deals closed the minute they, they, they put on their virtual headset and they look around, they're like, okay, this firm cares about us. And everyone listening can do the same thing for their clients and customers. So our friend Brian, the wedding, the UK wedding photographer asks, is the Oculus the best entry point? I know there are others, rumors of Apple launching their own later this year. Well, look, I would love to see everyone get involved this weekend. I mean, if you want to wait <laughs> and, and we've got a post, I've got a couple of different uh, clubs and groups where I share, you know, best practices and the platforms we're talking about and some different uh, links third-party links that I think are helpful. I shared a link the other day, and if somebody wants to DM me, I'll, I'll find the link. But it talked about the, the five top, most compatible, cost-effective headsets available. Long story mm-hmm. short, what I found is the Oculus Quest 2, like I said, basic price is about $300. It's the best way to go. It's wireless, it's easy to use, it's compatible with all of the top metaverse platforms that I'm using. And it's just kind of a no-brainer of something. We bought 10 of them for our law firm. Okay, I I didn't mention this. We we purchased 10 of these so that when clients come in 
And if the most important question we ask our clients when we're done after the first meeting is, how would you like us to communicate with you? And we stop talking and start listening. If they want to communicate on Instagram DMs or Facebook Messenger or snail mail, that's what we're going to do. Having said that, we do offer now, would you like to meet with us in our virtual office space? And if so, we have a headset that we can allow you to use during the during the term of your case. Now, almost without exception, the clients that are saying yes already have headsets. They already understand the value of meeting in these spaces. So it's kind of a marketing or branding tool for us, but that's how much we're all in on this technology. We want clients to be able to leave the office and experience the, this, this interaction by reducing the friction and making these devices available. So there are a lot of good device, devices out there and headsets, but I do think uh, the Oculus is the way to go. Look, in three to four years, this right. this is what we're going to be using. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's, 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 it's improving so quickly that we'll be using a more traditional type of glass. So rather than just using these to keep the sun out of my eyes while paddleboarding, and yes, it is sunny here in Southern California today, um, you know, the headsets are going to get smarter, lighter, less expensive, just like every other technology device that, that uh, we've watched advance, you know, from from phase one to phase two to phase three. So that, that's a good question. But I would I would absolutely dive in right now. So I, I've actually because I am a nerd. I, I had the the first Rift, the Oculus, where you had it plugged <laughs> yeah. into your thing. I bought the the other one that was pretty much a mobile phone that you put on your. I mean, so I have done it all, and it, every time it gets, yeah. I mean, going wireless was a big deal, and the yeah. the, the cheap factor, yeah. and even I haven't heard of this, but somebody mentioned that uh, Nancy says she also read that Meta is going to reduce prices on Oculus to bring more. I have people into the metaverse and I, I can see that happening i still think they're going to sure. have different tiers of like they're going to have professional ones for like law mm -hmm. firms and everything and they're going to have like a lower end model for people just to you know a cheap way mm -hmm. to get into it um so but yeah I, I agree nancy i think that's that's on the the horizon <laughs> for facebook absolutely and, you know, when, oh go ahead i was going to say great so i was gonna say when we talk about the metaverse i'm not even talking about facebook I'm not right. talking about Meta. Meta. I'm talking about, and, and yes, they're a player. They're spending tens of billions of dollars, but I am talking about the ten thousand other companies, okay, that are that are designing and building metaverse platforms. Oftentimes, people, consumers, haven't even heard of these companies, and this is something that is just going to be um, continuing to to roll out, and it's going to be more comfortable for people to talk about as the technology improves, as more people become aware of what's going on. But when you bring up Meta, I mean, one thing that is interesting was Zuck's you know, announcement earlier this week of using voice, where create clouds, create an island, create a conference room, just using your voice and AI, creating Metaverse spaces. Um, AI avatars that will greet your clients and customers when they come into your office space, almost like a front door concierge. It's good to see you today, Jeff. What can I do for you? Grace, come on in, Jeff. We're going to have to do a background check on you first. <laughs> you know, you can, you can train the AI any way you want, but this is going to be the next level of what we're talking about. And when Peg talked about putting up artwork in an office, what you can already do right now, and, and I'm not exaggerating everybody, it took about five minutes, is we linked our OpenSea NFT account. For me, it was just photos of paddle boarding and running and things like this and videos. Uh, 
through our digital wallet to our spatial.io account. I clicked a free template and created an art gallery. And what you can do in these spaces is you can take your NFTs and you can create artwork or that's the photo behind the desk. That's the photo up behind the speaker at a large conference. And you can create unlockable NFT technology. So conference members that click on the photo or the link and take things to the next step. They purchase, you know, access to the NFT or, you know, however you have it set up, you can unlock content or additional options, backstage access, reduced fees for your products and services, uh, a ticket to next year's event. They can all be incorporated into what we might think of just being a picture, but it's much, much more. And for me, from a business standpoint, that's what's got me excited about all of the above because the metaverse integrates with NFT technology that integrates with blockchain and smart chain technology, which then results in a new and better and more efficient client experience. I don't care if you're selling donuts or trying cases. I really feel like all of this technology can create a better customer experience. It can reduce costs and it can actually help improve your brand, not only locally, but globally. And so that's why I'm all in on this technology. And we're experiencing it right now. It's, 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 it's happening right now, everyone. So that's why I'm so excited. <laughs> I love it. So Bez has this question. I, I know we've, we kind of went through a lot of things, but you, you listed three main platforms. I think it was Horizon, Spatial, and then one other one. I just, I think it was right. in... Um, and he is asking, uh, can you quickly list what is the difference and how can you can use each of them? Is there a big difference sure. uh, among these well, three or like what, what, I guess it's the same conversation sort of. we have is like, what's the difference between Facebook and LinkedIn? Well, there's a lot of nuance. So I'll let you walk us right. through that. Well, first of all, I want to say hi to Bez. Bez is a fellow Rotarian. So it's good to see you, my friend. Spatial.io is created, and I think what we're using it for, more, more to do with creatives and artists. Uh, I know McDonald's has a huge uh, NFT presentation where you actually walk into McDonald's uh, showroom, and it's pretty interesting. So we're using Spatial.io for a more uh, artist, creative type of client experience. Although I did give a tour and present to about 30 executives in one of their presentation rooms, which was like an outdoor uh, amphitheater in Sedona, Arizona. It's just beautiful amphitheater, live video behind me, and I'm speaking to 30 people in the audience and doing live Q&A. All of us, most of us had our Oculuses on. Um, EngageVR.io, for me, it's more of a professional business environment where you're, you have conference rooms and conference center and centers. There's a courtroom that we can use. There's a beautiful uh, uh, conference facility, hundreds of seats in the audience, vendor booths on each side. We're using that Bez for you know our, our professional clients, for the corporations that we represent. And then we're using Horizon workrooms because it still is in beta and it's not quite as easy to use as some of the other platforms for internal office meetings uh, with respect to the new company that, that Jeff and Grace were kind enough to mention at the top of the hour. I'm meeting my team in Horizon workrooms for internal meetings. There are a lot of other platforms out there. Obviously, what I'm doing is gravitating to platforms where the avatars look professional. Uh, platforms where I can put my face on the avatar body and it looks pretty good. Not my face, but the technology. Right, right. Um, 
as opposed to as opposed to platforms where it's more of a cartoonish or Lego type of environment. And we see a lot of platforms that are selling a lot of expensive land. Uh, a lot of big companies are moving into these other platforms. But for me, it's just not the platform I want to build out a presence in. So you want to pick and choose what's your game plan? What type of first impression and lasting impression do you want to give your audience, your clients, your customers? And then you can pick your platforms. Now, here's something everyone needs to pay attention to. What's happening right now is if you build a, a presence in platform A, office space, avatars, maybe you're purchasing items for the walls, uh, a sculpture for your office or conference room. Right now, it's not super easy to transfer those items into Metaverse B and Metaverse C. And what we see happening over the next six to 12 months is through the digital wallet technology, uh, there'll be integration between platforms A, B, and C. Okay, so if you spend a lot of time and money building out platform A, but for some reason you, you would have preferred to have been in B or maybe C is a brand new platform that's rolling out, what we see happening is the integration before, between these platforms, which I think will make it easier for people to get involved without having to worry about, am I in the right platform? Am I spending the right money to build out my presence in this platform? So as soon as we can bounce around between platforms, and you can right now, but it's a little, little bit complicated, mm. I think we're going to see things open up even more. Very cool. That's good to know because... Yeah, um, it, it makes sense. And it, it's really cool because the technology, like you mentioned, NFTs and a lot of those things you can display. It's those non-fungible tokens. Like I have had some, I have some NBA like trading cards um, from Top Shots is the company now. Being able to display those on those different platforms. I know that's really attractive for people. Disney's getting in that space now where you can buy sculptures and decorate your room with them. So uh, that's really nice to hear that. Hopefully that will be able to transfer because it's tied to your wallet not to and it, like Facebook or Meta or some of these other spaces. So that's really good. Exactly. To hear. exactly. So. You know, you, you mentioned Disney. One of my favorite places and favorite people in business, Walt Disney and his family came out to my parents' guest ranch uh, oh. the year before I was born. And I have a photo of Mr. Disney on my mom's horse, Rome. And uh, they took a trip in my grandfather's 52 T-Bird down to Old Tombstone, Arizona uh, together. Just Mr. Disney and my mother spent the day together. And uh, when he came back, the reason he was in town and went down there was to get some ideas for Frontierland mm. in the Anaheim property. And so when they came back, uh, that's when they started Frontierland. And uh, we have a very small part in that whole project, or at least my mom does. See, I mentioned I love you even more just for that. Isn't that story. cool? That is very yeah. cool. That is a cool story. I'll send you the, I'll send you the picture. It's yeah, I'd love, love to see that. It's very, very cool. So That's let's awesome. go, go ahead, Grace, because I know you want, we I want said, to talk yeah, about I wanted to, I wanted to talk to you about your book, The Metaverse Handbook, because you're giving us a lot of knowledge, but you have even more in this, in this <laughs> book about how to create, market, and sell in the virtual world, which is a big question a lot of businesses have. I wanted to know who you interviewed or who you talked to as you were writing this book. Who are the who are the people that sure. you go to and and you were collaborating with when it came to writing this book? What I did is I went to the people behind the platforms that I've already mentioned and talked to them about what's what's happened, what are some of the challenges that uh, they've experienced and are expecting to experience moving forward. And the users and end users, uh, their clients, their customers, business owners, rolling out properties, rolling out a, a virtual welcome mat, another extension to their existing online traditional office. 
Um, and you know, what are the challenges and how can we fix them? And so what I tried to wrap my mind around was moving forward, how can we fix these issues right now so that I can help shorten the learning curve for anybody reading the book? So in addition to everything we talked about, technology, equipment, platforms, how to communicate in the metaverse. For example, if you've been in the metaverse, and, and Grace, I don't know if you've got a headset, but I know Jeff, Grace, do you have a headset? Have you been in the metaverse? I, I was I was yeah. just gonna out geek Jeff. I have I have the Google Cardboard and the Rift, and yeah. I have the other oh, one. And then old whatever the other one was. So, so, yeah. Okay. So I, All right. yeah. You know how when you show up, sometimes when you show up and you see people showing up for the first time, their avatars mm -hmm. are just sitting there. It's like yeah. they just sit there and they're not moving and they're trying to communicate. And I have a whole section in the book on how to communicate and use anchor points, what we use in the courtroom to really win over and build rapport with 12 people we've never met before. We've litigated a case for three years. Now it's all going to come down to 12 strangers who don't want to be there, who don't like lawyers during a two-week trial. You know, what? how do you connect with these people? How do you get them to, to see the facts through your lens? I've noticed the same thing applies in the metaverse. So we teach different communication skills. I think it's critically important. Anybody can click and create a metaverse virtual space, but I think communication and persuasion are important. And so we spend time talking about that. We also spend time talking about, as we mentioned earlier, some of the legal things people need to pay attention to. For example, read the terms of service agreement, the TOS agreement, of the platform or platforms that you're going to be using. Understand what your rights are. If something happens the way you don't want it to happen, what are your rights? You know, What do you have to do next? You wanna be careful with the TOS agreement. One of the reasons my book's not out today, we're still working on it, I'm 95% done, is because ideas are being brought to me by people that I'm meeting for example, right now, you guys have given me a couple of ideas for new chapters. For example, sexual harassment in the metaverse. What we're noticing is we're noticing in, in HR, human resource concerns, we're noticing things happening because it is a much more laxed environment. So we're, we're noticing inappropriate conduct between an employer and an employee um, that probably both individuals are not really thinking about but the reality is state and federal law, as it applies today, more than likely, at least here in the United States, will apply to interactions between an employer and an employee in the metaverse. And so we have a chapter that talks about understanding traditional laws and how they apply you know, online. I think that's super important. We have another chapter about physical and mental health. When you put on a headset, it's, it's easy for three or four hours to go by. It's an all inclusive, entertaining situation, right? Especially in business. And so we want people to check themselves before they wreck themselves. For example, you know, you want to hydrate and drink water. You want to make sure you're not disregarding your family or your favorite pet while you're in the metaverse. You know, you want to do things, for example, to balance your virtual experience with your physical and mental well-being. So these are chapters that we're continuing to add to the book, but I think they're super important. And um, the other thing we're doing is we're actually monitoring some of the trending legal matters that have to do with NFTs, non-fungible tokens. When people are buying and selling non-fungible tokens, right now everybody's looking at artwork uh, being bought and sold with a lot of crazy zeros uh, behind right, this right. artwork. We're, we're seeing 
you're hearing the term rug pull. You're hearing uh, about OpenSea being hacked with almost two million dollars U.S. dollars, you know, being taken from OpenSea because you know people are clicking on the wrong links. They're being they're being fished and doing things incorrectly. You're looking at major cryptocurrency. Uh, platforms paying the SEC, the Security and Exchange Commission, $100 million, okay, uh, for alleged security improprieties in violation of rules and regulations. There's a real business legal side to everything we're talking about. So we're monitoring all of this. And in the book, for just the everyday business person, we're laying out the things they need to be aware of. Uh, if you're using NFTs, right, to sell tickets to your next conference or to offer your products and services and unlockable products and services to your clients. And I think there's an opportunity for almost any business to do this. You want to make sure that you're not violating uh, the Howey case. And it's a 1934 U.S. Supreme Court case that basically says, look, whether you're selling oranges or stocks or cryptocurrency, if these four elements are met, there's a very good chance that what you're doing could be determined to be selling securities. And if you're selling securities, you need to file certain documentation and follow the rules and regulations. And what I'm seeing, especially with a lot of these big drops, is in my opinion, especially when it comes to fractionalized NFTs, I think what we're seeing happening in real, in, in real time are the transaction of securities. And I think what we're going to expect to see towards the end of this year, 2022, will be the SEC coming down on some of these large drops that we're seeing. And they're going to be held accountable, just like that cryptocurrency platform. I don't want to scare anybody, but what I'm right. trying to get across is there's a lot of new stuff happening. And with all the excitement and the FOMO, and frankly, the opportunities that we're talking about, it's also worth spending just a little bit of time making sure you're doing all the above while following the law. You're doing all the above, probably as a corporate entity, probably as a corporation or limited liability company. So you're separating your business liabilities from your personal assets, your bank account, your equity in your home, your family basset hound. You don't want any of those <laughs> things taken by judgment creditor, right? Yeah. And so it's about using traditional business ideas with a legal twist in these virtual worlds. And I think the individuals, the entrepreneurs, and the business owners that do this, small and large, are the ones that will be positioning themselves not only to safely move, do business in the metaverse moving forward, but also position themselves, for example, for selling a company or, or the infusion of money from venture, venture capital. You need to have all of your T's crossed and your I's dotted to do the above. So that's why I'm excited about this book. We're going to put it all together. And, you know, heaven forbid anyone else gives me any more ideas for any new chapters. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not going to get done. But it's so, basically almost done, so I'm excited about it. So I wanted to make sure people who are listening on the podcast get where they can get updates about the book and when it's going to come out. There's also a bunch of other stuff on that page. that, that uh, It's mitchjackson.com forward slash metaverse dash book, mitchjackson.com forward slash metaverse dash book. Tons of information on that page as well. So make sure you guys go check that out. Sign up for updates. He's got some great LinkedIn newsletters on there too. So make sure you sign up if you're interested at all at any of this, because you really should be, because it's what the future is going to hold. Make sure you guys go check out this this page and his book, because it's. I can't wait till it comes out, because I really want to read it right now. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
Thanks, well, Jeff. We're, 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 we're part of the shaping of it, Jeff. That's so. right. We're, we're giving you, you ideas. Are. So I, I wanted to go, and, and I've read a lot about this, and um, it's a big concern. My kids are older now, but Ian has younger kids, and he yeah. has this question. Do you think the metaverse is just too immersive, especially for kids? And I'll yes. give my my opinion. There's no way to monitor it really well right now. When those kids put on those, no. those Oculus headsets, unless they're streaming it to your TV or your phone where you can watch it, it's a little scary for me if I would have had a, a younger kid to throw them into the, or give them access to an Oculus Quest headset. What are your thoughts on this, Mitch, and kind of I, the I, regulation? Yeah, I think both you and Ian, you know, are spot on. I think it comes down to like anything else, you don't want to just give your child access to social media without some type of monitoring. You don't want to give your child uh, access to an iPhone or Android phone without setting some rules and some guidelines. You don't want to give your child a headset and say, and I'm seeing this happen in the metaverse. So I I get it. Uh, Have fun. I'll be back in three hours and use that as a babysitting tool. Mm. I think just like anything else, whether you're giving a young adult the keys to a car without proper training and driver education or my, you know, I, I rode and raced motocross for 38 years. I wouldn't give my, my child, a dirt bike out on the dirt track and say, just go for it without teaching him or her or they how to do this. I think, yeah, I think there are some real world concerns with everything we do in life. And when it comes to the metaverse, I think we need to pay attention to the upside and the downside. For example, I saw a post and I shared it yesterday on my Twitter feed about kids or minors having access to a strip club in the metaverse. Mm -hmm. And so obviously that's not okay. And obviously we need to fix that. But, you know, how is a child allowed access to that particular app, you know, in the metaverse? Um, As a parent, we need to pay attention to all these things. Jeff, you said something that's interesting, and that is what a lot of people don't realize is you can record and you can cast, you can stream what someone's doing in their headset to your phone, to your laptop, and to your big screen on the television. And so you can actually monitor where your children are and what they're doing, unless you've got a really smart kid that knows how to, <laughs> how to hack around that. Right. But we're, de- we're seeing that with social media right now. We're right. seeing that with gaming yeah. right now. Real issues, just pay attention. And like anything else, for me, uh, I think the, the, the pluses and the benefits outweigh the negative. Right. But it just comes from being an attentive parent, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think I have both. I have both. I have a very, I have a very tricky kid, and I have the (laughs) Oculus Quest that they have in addition to the Rift. And so, what we've done in our household. So, I have teenagers, and so their old playroom is now the VR space. They have their little rug, and that's the parameters that they set, and then it's just a big empty space. And so, we bought a Google Chromecast, and so they cast whatever they're doing. It's it's on their. it's on the big TV that's in there and they love it because then, you know, my daughter and my son can both like interact with each other, even though one has the headset. So it's a lot of fun. But there was one day when I walked in, it was like when I think we got snowed in or something and my son was actually attending class in his, in, in the Oculus. And I was just like, okay, just, 
just make sure you're there for attendance, son. Just whatever. <laughs> and I just kind of walked away. And he showed me what he was doing. And I mean, it was like, you know, like you said, Mitch, he had the desk and he was interacting and writing proofs on the board. And I'm like, OK, just yeah. I just don't want calls from the school. OK, like just Grace, like, it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, I remember being your I was younger than your son and having three black and white channels on a television. Those were our options, right? yep. Yep. And I remember my parents worried about me turning to the wrong channel. And so, you know, it's the same. <laughs> challenges as a parent my my kids are 22 and 27 so i'm kind of past that but i remember back in the day when it came to gaming are they spending too much time gaming and not enough time out on you know outside with their friends and so it was it was there were a lot of battles a lot of arguments yeah. right as a parent but we we yeah. drew the line and we made sure we're not here to be our kids best friend we're here nope. to try to guide them and take them by the hand and make good good decisions it's not easy but you said something i think everyone needs to pay attention to the Chromecast, the casting, okay? Yeah. So imagine yep. us us getting together in a business setting and having a panel of 10 of us talking about how to communicate and persuade in the metaverse. And we're in a metaverse space. While we're doing that, one of us, one of our assistants or team members is Chromecasting, sharing that metaverse feed through Ecamm to the world on 10 different platforms. Yep. See, to me, that's just amazing because you're in this 3D virtual environment, which is great. And anyone else that wants to be in there can do so. But at the same time, we're sharing it with the rest of the world. That's what is available now today that, frankly, people weren't even talking about before the pandemic hit. Right. And five years from now, you know, we're going to 100x that experience. All I would like to also mention before the top of the hour, and I don't have a hard stop, so I just want you guys to know that, is be careful when it comes to cryptocurrency and setting up your digital wallets, everyone. These are the calls that I'm getting. These are the the real world challenges that I'm seeing. When you set up your digital wallet, which you're going to need to do, uh, we use MetaMask. Uh, you can use a hard wallet by Ledger. But the point is, is, you're going to need to connect your digital wallet to a bank account, possibly a credit or debit card, and then to your meta wallet's going to connect to some of the platforms that we're talking about. Set up a separate bank account. Take out a new debit card or credit card. Keep it separate from, from your business life and from your personal life, okay? It could be a new business bank account. Keep a limited amount of funds in those accounts. If you need more funds to make a transaction, purchase some digital real estate, purchase an NFT, you can go online and just transfer money from your traditional bank account to your new bank account. I think by keeping everything separate, what happens is it minimizes the downside to tragedy. Um, it's so easy to click on a link in Discord. It's so easy to be thinking you're at somebody's website when in fact, you know, you're being fished at somebody else's, you know, malicious website. And so I think, you know, that little tip right there had many of my clients known about it. I think, you know, the phone, my phone wouldn't be ringing. I wouldn't be litigating some cases that we're litigating. It's just making smart business decisions to minimize your downside risk and maximize your upside opportunities. That's a great point. And yeah, Sabrina even says great advice, set up a separate account and a debit credit yep. card. Yeah. So, uh, and in fact, I just have a friend right now whose Instagram and Facebook were hacked. And so one of the things to turn on two factor authentication for everything. Yeah. I mean, I, a lot of people don't have that turned on. I'm like, just, you know, go all it's a step. Yeah. It's a step. It's a step, but but people need to understand that with two factor authentication, when it comes to digital wallets, when it comes to what we're talking about, I don't think it's good enough. 
And, and we can go and dive into the details why I would encourage everyone to get what's called a hard wallet. Uh, get a ledger. I think it's L-E-D-G-E-R, Jeff and Grace, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Get a hard wallet. It's almost like a USB stick, whether it's a thumbprint or facial recognition. And you plug it into your, your computer, and that's your digital wallet. If you purchase a digital wallet, uh, make sure you purchase it from the manufacturer. You don't want to get the Best Buy on Amazon, something right. like this from a third party. <laughs> yeah. It may it's, it may have malicious uh, software on it, and it's being put out there to hack into your account. So buy a brand new hard wallet from Ledger or one of the other leading platforms, and that's how you can protect yourself. And, and so just pay attention to that because we don't want anybody to get hacked. We want everyone to enjoy and prosper. That's what this is all about. That's great advice from somebody who is deep into the metaverse already. Um, so I want to talk really quick about some of these new um, things that come out. Like, I think just this week uh, came out. Um, one of the things, and I would love to get your take on this, Mitch, is um, Facebook announced its uh, its plan to build an AI-powered universal speech translator. You mentioned earlier they the same release they were talking about, you know, voice-enabled creation of these VR worlds. But this... Universal Translator sounds like it's right out of Star Trek that's going to happen in real time. Um, and Zuck had said that it's a superpower people have dreamed about forever, and AI is going to deliver that within our lifetime. So what are your thoughts on this inside of the metaverse? I can't wait, Jeff. I can't wait. I mean, I was in a uh, space the other evening. We had uh, a friend of mine from Italy. We had someone from Germany who I met the first time, someone from uh, from South Africa, and someone from Australia. Uh, I still don't know how to speak Australian, but that's another show for another time. <laughs> and and um, but everyone spoke English, and we had a great experience. But we would not have met had it not been for that particular metaverse room. Now, having said that, how cool would it be to be in a virtual space where everyone's speaking in real time in their native language, yet we're all in real time, instantly understanding because through our headsets, not because of the captions that we're reading, but we're actually hearing the translation happen in real time. I think that's amazing. I think, I think that's what I'm saying is the metaverse is going to change the world, especially when you layer artificial intelligence, when you layer smart contracts to help facilitate deals, when you layer blockchain technology, and in some instances, but not all, decentralized autonomous organizations, because there are some downsides to them right now. When you layer all of this technology together, the sky, legitimately, the sky is the limit. And that sky is going to be a virtual sky. And it's going to be a sky, as Zuck said, where we'll say, create a bright blue sky with three suns and a palm tree. And that's where I want to have my next meeting. That's where I want to have my next interview. That's where I want to hold my next Ecamm live video or podcast. And I think that's just around the corner. I know it's just around the corner. And I encourage everyone to get involved now, learn the foundations, get comfortable with this technology. It only takes 20 to 30 hours of your time to really develop a very comfortable level of everything that we're talking about. Once that happens, you're off to the races. Once that happens, ping me, let's meet in the metaverse and let's have some fun together. So final question, Mitch, other than yourself, um, what other companies do you see as leading in this new space? I mean, you're there, you're having, you know, you're doing this with your legal team inside of the metaverse. It's so cool that you're doing this. What are some other uh, brands or businesses we could look at that you Ooh. think are doing it really, really well? 
Well, that's an interesting question. I would suggest it's so new. It's so new that I'm really impressed with what the Spatial.io team is doing. Okay. I mean, honestly, I, I really think what they're doing is, is they're going about it the right way. I'd also like to say, uh, if for those of you that are interested in NFTs and you're interested in creating your own, it's called an NFT drop. See what John, the actor Johnny Depp is doing. Uh, if you go to Johnny Depp's N NFT site, you're going to see how he's building community. Everything we're talking about is built around community, just like traditional Web 2.0 uh, social media platforms. He's, he's, he's sharing his artwork through the community in an NFT environment using traditional websites to build interests, to uh, allow for communication. And what he's done is he's integrated Web 2.0 principles with Web 3 technology in a way where you feel like you're part of the experience. And I think every business owner, regardless of who you are and what you do, you can model what he's doing or his team's doing uh, to create the same type of experience for your product, for your service, and for your company. Johnny doesn't know me. I don't know Johnny, but here I am talking about him to your global audience. You can get your clients and customers to do the same thing. Model what works, pay attention to the details, and uh, don't be afraid to be first. If you're first, it allows you, I think, to build your brand and once again, to be heard above all the noise. Well, Mitch, this has been awesome. Uh, I want to be real cognizant of your time. Uh, we're coming to the top of the hour, but uh, where can people find out all about? I mean, we've uh, there's so much stuff. There's been so many questions. It, this is just, it feels like we are back where the printing press just started. I mean, like a turn of something huge happening. Where can people find you and the best place to connect and where you want to send them? Well, thank you for asking, Jeff and Grace. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. I think the easiest place is just jump over to, to, to my name, MitchJackson.com. Everything's there that I'm doing, different platforms, different shows, different articles that I think everyone will really enjoy. That's where we're sharing the updates with Maneuver. Uh, really excited to start this new company uh, with my son, who's in his last semester at the University of Southern California, cool. Marshall School of Business. So it's fun as a dad to be involved with uh, Garrett and his friends. And that's the other takeaway before we leave. I've watched Gen Z. I've lived Gen Z. I, I, I'm a dad of Gen Z. They're not all that enthusiastic about what the three of us are when it comes to social and a lot of the internet stuff, okay? They're in a different yeah. world. This is something, this is something that they understand and appreciate is changing everything. You wanna know what Gen Z is interested in? Everything we just talked about, bar none. Yeah. And so to see his enthusiasm, uh, to see he and his friends and, and to listen to their conversations and how they're going to be taking this and, and bringing in the arts and entertainment and sports and traditional business and help them transition into the different metaverse platforms. I'm excited as a dad. I'm excited as a businessman. And I'm excited to see Gen Z get excited about the world. So that's where it's all being shared is over at MitchJackson.com. And it was really a pleasure being on today's show. I enjoyed every minute of it. Thank you so much, Mitch. I mean, you are the man when it comes to this stuff and uh, been following you for your social legal advice for such a long time, but also this has just been amazing. But also somebody else who's amazing is Grace Duffy. Oh. So Grace, yeah. where can people find out all about you and what you're doing? 
I am here every week with Jeff, except when I'm not. That's Jeff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me over at Restream, uh, which is I'm the video content manager there. So we're rolling out some great content. We relaunched our live show series this past week and looking forward to some great interviews about people doing great things with live video. So um, join me over there or, you know, follow us here. And we'll be back next week for another riveting show. This was great, riveting. Mitch. And I also wanted to call attention to your newsletter. You have a newsletter which you can subscribe through LinkedIn all about the metaverse, Web3, law, technology. It is fantastic. So I want to also bring that to people's attention and for people to find you on LinkedIn, sign up for your newsletter. Yes. I appreciate it, Grace. Thank you. And don't forget about our amazing sponsors, uh, Ecamm, who have made this all possible. You can find them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. They are also going to be at Social Media Marketing World, where you can actually, uh, they're going to have some uh, off-site trainings, which will be amazing. So if you are going to be going at Social Media Marketing World, make sure you guys go to uh, where they're at. Um, and you can find out, let me find that. Um, uh, I'll drop it down below the comments uh, below because uh, there it is. Here it is. Ecamm.tv forward slash SMMW22Meetup. Uh, so make sure you guys go check that out. They've got some really great training, some really good, cool people doing that. So make sure you guys go check them out. And as always, we are also a podcast. We'd love for you guys to give us a rating review over on your favorite podcast player. Our next show is Friday, March 4th at 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, 10 a.m. Central. And you can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Amazon Live. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for watching us today. Gail, Bez, Gary, all of you in the comments for your great questions and for your attention today. We appreciate and love all of you. See you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Social Media News Live.